Hello, hello. Hello, hello. This is Alvali Alcantara. And Diana Ray. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. And we are so happy that you're here with us today. In this week's episode, we will be discussing self-compassion and self-nurturing. What it is, how you can engage in it, and different ways Las Primas engage in self-compassion and self-nurturing themselves. And at the end, we will be sharing some additional resources to aid in this work. We hope you enjoy. So when we think about self-compassion, this is perhaps a topic that you might be aware of. It may be a new topic for you. It doesn't really matter where you are in terms of what it is because we want to introduce you to it and give you some ideas on what it looks like. So self-compassion is basically the idea of treating yourself the way that you will treat your best friend. Mm -hmm. Or the way that you would treat any friend, right? So what tends to happen is that we, we tend to be really critical of ourselves. And we tend to be critical in a way that we're not of others. And so self-compassion is about being kind to yourself treating yourself well, being mindful of the way that you speak to yourself, knowing the impact that your thoughts have on your emotional well-being, and then just going from there, right? And so most of us don't know how to engage in self-compassion. We tend to be hard on ourselves. And so if this is you, if you find that your self-talk is one where you feel bad about yourself, then keep on listening because we're going to unpack this and we're going to give you some resources that have been very helpful for both of us. Definitely. And as we just taking off with what Adveli was saying, some of the components of self-compassion include that, that common humanity, that sense that you're not alone, that sense that you're not alone in suffering and that everyone suffers in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I find that when we're going through a very hard time, it's very, very easy to shut down. It's very easy to isolate yourself. It's very easy to not ask for help. And we've talked about this before and how important it is to ask for help. And, and also that negative self-talk as we can then blame ourselves for this suffering that we're going through. We can blame ourselves for the situation that we're in. So recognizing that part of that self-compassion is understanding too that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Everyone suffers in different ways. Once we are more aware of I'm not the only one suffering, I think it lessens that reality for us. Definitely. That okay, I'm not by myself in this and, and it's just going to be a rough patch and figuring out how to, how to move past that. And with that is also being mindful. Mindfulness is something that I am super passionate about and mindfulness is, encompasses so many different things, but in the aspect of self-compassion is about being aware of your own feelings, being aware of that negative self-talk, being aware of how critical you can be towards yourself. And finding a balance between nurturing yourself and also allowing yourself to feel these emotions. Mm -hmm. And an example of that can be feeling sad for myself when I'm sad and I know that I'm feeling sad. Sometimes I cry it out and I just cry and then mm -hmm. I kind of get myself together and I'm like, okay, I did a good, I did a good cry. 
now I can confront this or figure out how to like work through this challenge in my life. Mm -hmm. Finding a balance can also look like being upset and being with that emotion and then working through it, whether that be with your partner, with your friends, like talking it out with, with that person. So being mindful of how you think, being mindful of how you feel, to be able to understand that and take care of yourself the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And then the other component to this is self-kindness. And Alveli mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it's just treating yourself how you would treat other people, especially your best friend, especially other people. And that it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And to forgive yourself when you are being super critical of yourself. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. To forgive yourself for all the things you have told yourself and forgive yourself for thinking that things have to be perfect, right? Like having these thoughts about yourself, it's okay to forgive yourself and it allows you that, that opportunity for growth as well. Yeah, so the common theme that I'm hearing in the the three elements of self-compassion is to not be judgmental Mm -hmm. with yourself right to try to be kind to yourself and to just be aware the importance of having that self-awareness and then once you know something about yourself you can choose what you're going to do about it and you can choose to do that without judging yourself this is i think also where the 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 self-forgiveness key comes in where if you if you're trying to practice self-compassion and you find yourself beating yourself up like emotionally or verbally right mm-hmm. so this might look like oh my gosh i'm so dumb why did i do that yeah. why did i say that right it, i'm such a terrible person for yeah. saying that or doing that yeah and it doesn't mean anything bad even if you're on a path of trying to be self-compassionate with yourself it's 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 just is what it is like when that happens just say okay i'm being i'm being pretty mean to myself right now mm-hmm. and i have to forgive myself for whatever it is that i'm judging myself on for saying or doing so we talk about the importance of our inner voice right and how our inner voice impacts our perception about ourselves. I remember there was, I can't remember which episode where we talked about the way, the quote that I really like that says, this is geared towards parents or caregivers and it's about the importance of how you speak to your child, which basically says the way you speak to your child becomes their inner voice. Mm So this is a lot to unpack. It's so it's like an onion. There's so many layers to it. And so paying attention to the way that you speak to yourself and then shifting that. Because it's going to have a big impact on ourselves. If I'm being mean to myself all the time and just putting myself down for everything and just telling myself, oh, I'm so dumb. I can't do this. Why do I even think I'm going to get this done correctly? then what do you think the results are going to be? Mm-hmm. Not, not the greatest. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm already going into it telling myself it's not going to work out. So just be mindful of how you're speaking to yourself. Because mm-hmm. language is so important. And the words that we speak to ourselves matter so much. Yeah. 
And also, too, if you are, you know, I think about parents who sometimes is this has been a rough day and sometimes they can be a little short with their children and and get upset very easily and sometimes feel guilty but i think it's also important to be able to look at like how do you reflect on yourself and like oh my god i'm such a terrible parent because i did this but if you're able to recognize like i messed up Mm -hmm. take ownership of that apologize and that 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 in and of itself is a lesson for you and your child, right? And being able to um, show that you're not perfect, one, right? We go back to it's okay to not be perfect. And two, that when we make mistakes, we can apologize. And again, that forgiveness, that piece mm-hmm. of forgiveness. And if that's something we learn for ourselves and therefore obviously um, being able to teach your children in that aspect. And when I think about having that critical inner voice, I think about how it impacts not only yourself, but how relationships can get impacted. You know, if that is something you're constantly hearing um, in a relationship, let's, yes. this, for instance, your significant other or your partner is constantly criticizing you or constantly, you know, saying things about you in a negative way, it makes it very difficult for yourself to also view yourself in a positive mm-hmm. view. I also just want to recognize how yeah. being self-compassion is not like the normal way of looking at yourself. Because it's not what we're taught. <laughs> we're taught to be really critical Yeah, of like super critical of ourselves. And I think, I, I, and I would say like me, I would say like as, as women, as girls, it's just like just added layer of all these other things that happen in our lives, right? And I think about how when we are so critical of ourselves, how it can just completely shift the way that we think about ourselves. So when I'm saying it's it can be strange, it's like once you start telling yourself it's mm-hmm. okay to not yeah. be perfect, I forgive myself. It is going to be weird for you mm-hmm. to tell yourself nicer things because probably for a very long time you have been very critical of yourself and once you start making that shift it is weird i think at first but after time i believe that it becomes something that it becomes second nature yeah and being critical of yourself is like not and once you when you are critical of yourself you're you pick up on it much easier or quicker than before and kind of talk yourself out of maybe all those negative self-talks that you have about yourself yeah i think i think it's related to even this concept of having to wear mask oh my god in the beginning (laughs) i was like what in the world this is so strange and i felt weird like going out in public with a mask and now it's like oh you know it's just something that i do and i don't Mm -hmm. even think about it it's similar with self-compassion. Yeah. We just adjust as humans, right? And uh, and then even when you were talking about the importance of parents, of you're going to have those days yeah. where you're going to maybe scream at your child or whatever. And the importance of for, of asking for forgiveness or or apologizing to your child, that's a concept that I think it's not really common. Mm-hmm. in our latinx culture but it's important mm-hmm. it's important to to apologize to your child because it shows them that when you mess up you take responsibility for it mm-hmm. and so then that's a life lesson that they're taking with them that they too will take responsibility when they mess up 
and apologize. Yeah. So we need more of that. Yeah, definitely. If you're able to ask for forgiveness from someone else, I think it gives you that opportunity to learn to ask for forgiveness from yourself. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, I love that. So one of the things that I didn't mention was that the work of self-compassion was basically it's it's like the the work of this person this researcher her name is Kristen Neff and she has spent her like most of her career mm-hmm. doing research on self-compassion and it's just such a powerful so such a powerful practice to have it's one that is at the very core of who I am as a person but also who I am as a therapist I try to teach this to all of my clients. It shows up in one way or another because I think that there's so much power to self-compassion. I think that there's so much power to it because it helps us to reflect on ourselves. It helps us to be kinder. Like all of these things that we have said, what that does is that it also impacts our relationships. Like you said, Diana, once we have self-compassion, then we're going to have all of that love and compassion for ourselves and that might show up in our other relationships. Yeah. I think that we can kind of pick up on when a person is very self-critical very versus true. when they're self-compassionate. You can pick up on it in the way that they speak about themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so we also wanted to talk about the concept of self-nurturing. I love this. Yeah, I think that these two things, self-compassion and self-nurturing, are. I think that they can go hand in hand. Totally. Self-nurturing is our way of saying self-care. Yes. (laughs) Because self-care is a word that is used so often, and I feel like... um, Como que se dice, like, like, lo dominicano, ya gataron la palabra, or like, there's just, what is the... What am I trying to say? I'm not sure what the translation in English to that is. But it's like, it's just, it's been overly used. Yeah, overly used. Right. And it still has its meaning, but... Yeah. But when people think of self-care, they think of things like taking a bubble bath and, I don't know, going to get your nails done. And yes, those are things that make up self-care. But there's so much more. It's much deeper than that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking about self-nurturing because in a way you're nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. by doing these things for yourself. And that can mean bubble baths. That can mean getting your nails done. That can mean all these other things. But it also means things like learning to set boundaries for yourself. Right? That is so challenging. So challenging but so needed. It also means checking in with yourself and asking yourself what do i need in this moment i'm feeling frustrated what what will help me feel better it means so many other things and so when we uh when we were thinking about this we came up with our own ways that we nurture ourselves so do you want me to go first or do you want to go ahead and share yours i can share first So one of the things that I do to nurture myself 
and to take care of myself besides all these other things thinking about back doing my nails all of that right Mm -hmm. but journaling is something that i have uh, i have found for me to be super important i feel like i started journaling when i was like really young like when i was like a teenager and i and i'm gonna bring the self-compassion into this because I remember at one point I was like, oh my God, like I don't journal every single day. And I was being very hard on myself. And then I had to check myself and, and, you know, recognize like where I was, where I was at and how critical I was being of myself and being able to tell myself it's okay that mm-hmm. I don't journal every single day. Sometimes I don't need to journal every single day. There's sometimes I journal with very big things happening in my life or when I'm feeling very strong emotions and once I made that shift from, oh my God, I'm so terrible because I'm not journaling every single day to it's okay for me not to journal every single day, it completely changed how I journaled. It completely changed how I thought about journaling. And it never felt like this sense of like, oh my God, I have to do this to take care of myself and like that pressure, but it became something for me. So I have like two types of journals. I have like my everyday type of journal. And that's the one that I write in about major things happening in my life. When I have strong emotions. When just a lot is going on in my life. When I'm feeling overwhelmed. And that's something that I, I, I use for myself. I also have a journal that's specific to my yoga practice. And this is something that helps me kind of own in into my practice. That helps me reflect on my experiences I kind of talk about sometimes kind of what my body is feeling, how how I felt. There's some days that I wake up and I'm just like, I don't even want to do yoga, but I do it anyways. And at the end, I end up feeling great. So I like write about that. I also write about the thoughts that come into my head. Sometimes there's times I'm doing a difficult pose and I'm like in my head, like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't do this. Oh my God. And then like that, that, that shift comes in for me and it's like, you got this, just give it a try. And then I'm able to do it. Or, you know, I, I tried to, and even the attempt of trying seems so powerful. So I'll write about that. I'll write about just my experience while, while I'm doing yoga. And these two things have been very important to nurturing myself, to nurturing my emotions, to nurturing my thoughts, because we myself as a therapist i'm holding space for a lot of people and sometimes it's hard to take in for myself and sometimes it's hard for me to just sit down and be with my own thoughts and this is my kind of opportunity and space to take care of myself in that way and to listen to myself and sometimes you know i can be having some emotions come up for me i may be feeling sad or overwhelmed and not necessarily know why and i'll journal and then kind of figure it out on my own like the answer comes through (laughs) you and i was like well no wonder i've been going through a lot this week this is probably why i'm overwhelmed and and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't but just the act of journaling for me helps me process a lot of the things that happen in my life and again I don't have to journal every day. So if you are someone who has thought about journaling or has journaled once every couple of months or (laughs) once a year, it's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as you have something and as long as you try, I think that that's the the key importance. And, And again, kind of get out of your head. Like journaling isn't supposed to be perfect. Again, we're not perfect. Right. So nothing in our life should be perfect. And that's okay too. So if you have tried it and it's been a little chaotic or wonky or 
give it a try give journaling a try again and hopefully with more self-compassion it'll mm-hmm. be a better experience for you yeah for me you know as I'm, I'm as i'm listening to you speak i'm reminded of i believe it was our second episode where we talked about some tools some mm-hmm. techniques to manage anxiety around the pandemic and I realized that what we have written is the same tools that yeah. we talked about because they're so they're such a deep part of who we are and so powerful for us. So if this sounds familiar, it is because it's what we do. Yeah. And we're just trying to encourage you all to to find what works for you. I know a lot of you listeners, I know that you do have your your ways of coping, your ways of nurturing yourself through art or through dance or through music Uh, music doing crafts and so that's awesome so for me it always goes back to about the same things it's spending time in nature you and i have been doing our uh lake walks Mm -hmm. twice a week diana is part of my covid bubble (laughs) yeah so i don't interact with anyone much right besides (laughs) <laughs> right so we get to see each other and so we do our lake walks and we get to spend time in nature twice a week early in the morning and that's just so soothing to me and so comforting mm-hmm. it's a way of nurturing myself not only am i moving my body which is wonderful but i'm also sharing space with you and being able to talk to you and and also, I'm in nature, which always helps me if I'm feeling anxious, and it just nurtures like my soul. Yeah, and just a quick add-on to that, at least for us down here, I, I don't know how our trees... I don't know much about trees and blooming, but for some reason, every time we go on our walks, we find new flowers that are in bloom, yes. new things coming up. So it's just so beautiful to see in our walks, just little things, and that's picking up picking up from mindfulness just even how you can have mindfulness Mm -hmm. in your everyday and just being aware of what's around you and we're constantly seeing new flowers like what has changed right from one day to the next yeah so many things change and that is a practice of mindfulness i also have been disconnecting from social media as a way to nurture myself and i've been doing this mostly on the weekends because I think that there's so much good in social media, but it can get really overwhelming. It can feel like it's too loud. And so I enjoy disconnecting from social media. And what I have found is that it helps me think my own thoughts and actually connect to what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find myself scrolling on like Instagram because I might be feeling a lot of different emotions and I'm trying to avoid them. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go on social media and ignore and see what's going on and see what I learn. And, but the emotions are still there, right? So using self-compassion, I can say to myself, I'm feeling all these emotions and I'm not yet ready to feel them. And it's okay that I'm choosing to ignore or avoid them, but I will have to feel them because they're there. They're going to show up listening to music right uh meditation and prayer is so important to feed like the spiritual parts of ourselves 
writing just like you i have a couple of journals that i write in and it's so powerful how it just like makes your thoughts clear and your emotions mm-hmm. yeah i'm always advocating for people to journal that's always my my goal to just but, go there but again that is it's you have to make that your own it's something that's been helpful for me but i would highly encourage it yeah. <laughs> right so it can be like a a self-nurturing practice that you have with yourself every day even if it's just five or ten minutes where you take five to ten minutes and you turn on a candle or a salt lamp and you just take a journal you play some music you like and you just see what comes out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's a way that you connect emotionally it can even be a way that you connect spiritually you figure out what's going on in your mind you connect even to your body yeah. right because you're disconnected from all of the outside noise like social media or all of the roles and responsibilities in your life so being able to develop a practice it doesn't have to look exactly like this it can look whatever way it does for you mm -hmm. it's even like taking care of our plans yeah right that's so nurturing of ourselves when we do that and So whatever works for you, stick to that. Yeah. And it's okay if it changes sometimes. Yeah. And just go back to it and remind yourself, I need to do this so that I can be better in all of my relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today we have talked about self-compassion, which is basically being kind to yourself and treating yourself as you would treat others, as you would treat perhaps your best friend the importance of your voice like your inner voice mm -hmm. so switching it from being self-critical to self-compassionate mm -hmm. what else we talked about so then kind of the other parts of uh of self-compassion includes right that common humanity um you, you know you're not alone mindfulness and just being aware mm -hmm. and self-kindness and understanding ourselves and being kind to ourselves And self-forgiveness. And self-forgiveness, Right, yes. that's important too. <laughs> you can find more resources on what we have talked about. We're going to link it on our podcast description. But usually the places to go is the Center for Mindfulness Self-Compassion. That's a website. And they even have a self-compassion quiz on there. Mm -hmm where you can take this quiz and it's going to tell you where you are in terms of in terms of how compassionate you are mm -hmm. with yourself. And then you can also look at Kristen Neff's website. So her name is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, last name Neff, N-E-F-F. -F. But her website is selfcompassion.org and self there's a dash between self and compassion. So we'll put it on our on our show notes mm -hmm. just for you all to have access to it. Yeah, and also the Center for um, Mindful Self-Compassion has um, meditation groups. I think they have a Google group and an Insight Timer. So that's something, that's another resource too, that if you're interested in doing um, my, uh, mindful self-compassion, that's a, a resource as well. And they also have paid trainings uh, that they have there if you're an educator or someone working with teenagers or um, things like that. They also have resources for that and So you can check those out. And like Alveli said, we'll add them in our show notes. So you can have those resources for you all. Yes, and stay tuned.
for episode number 10 uh-huh. it's gonna be the last episode of this season and so we are so excited yes we're so grateful for all of you that have been listening there's so many of you this has gone beyond what i thought it was going Same. to be and we are just so grateful for each of you yes thank you so much everyone for your support for listening for sharing for your beautiful comments um it's just it's been it's been a wonderful experience and we are so looking forward to a season two and just what else will come up from this yeah yes yay with all of that said please leave us a review as that makes it easier for others to find us Mm -hmm. so leave us a review and we have gotten so many like direct messages on instagram or some of you have sent text messages about how meaningful this podcast has been for you feel free to put those comments you have sent to us as a review as it will help us but it will also help others that are looking for this type of work Mm -hmm. specifically for latinx people Muchas gracias for listening to our podcast. We are so happy you chose to listen today. For more conversations and connections, please follow us at therapytalks.clp. Please subscribe and share. Again, follow us on Instagram at therapytalks.clp. Thank you. Goodbye.